This is your fault, though. I know. You shouldn't know. adjust me. <laughs> Just leave me the same. Uh, Michael? I am currently watching my Atlanta Braves take the lead over the Dodgers, and things are shiny. Okay, but doesn't that create some sort of, like, cold yes, it war does. in your home? I come back downstairs if uh, Atlanta wins this game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> are you, do you, let's explore this for a minute. Do you have to... I'm, this is never a thing that happens. The Braves and the Dodgers meeting at this point in the season is uh They met in the rare. postseason. It's not frequent, but it's happened in the last three years. The Dodgers knocked the Braves out of the wild card series, I want to say, two years ago. It might have been last mm-hmm. year, but in the last in the last two years it has happened. Okay, so this is the uh, National League Championship Series at this point. So whoever wins this goes to the World Series, as yes. it were. Uh, and, and taking on either the Tampa Bay Rays or the Houston Astros. Please let it be the Dodgers and the Astros. I think. Uh, Wait, no, f- the Astros, man. We don't want them in there. <laughs> Throw that team into the dumpster fire and burn them. Well, they lost today. I, I just feel like it need they need to go there and then get shellacked in four. No. They needed to lose in the regular Look, season, and yes, that didn't happen. Did. So that, now they need to lose in the postseason. Absolutely needed to. They don't deserve to get to the World Series okay, and then Mike, lose. We cut Michael off, and he's the only one with a team in the playoffs. It's funny that you say that, though, because the only reason the Astros made it into the postseason was because of the expanded COVID field. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. They did not have a good enough record to make it into the postseason on, on a normal year. It's true. Still didn't help the Angels. Uh, well, I mean, you have to win Sigh. some games. Okay, so tell me. Throw them in the dumpster. Do you, do you have to watch in separate rooms? Is that how this goes? Uh, no, we were we were watching together for the start of the game, and then we took a walk, and then we were watching as we ate dinner. So okay. we are currently watching in separate rooms only because are we're you, recording. Are you allowed to cheer? Um, Very lightly. Okay, I mean he's gonna ruin the podcast if he cheers. So I just oh yeah, God. I'm not I'm not going to now. <laughs> I mean if you if you hear my microphone thud because I tipped it over in celebration, <laughs> just know that that's what's going on. <laughs> we don't we don't have too many sports rivalries in home here. Only in the NFL do we contrast teams, and they only meet every six years or something like that. Yeah, so, right. You guys, no is big super deal. Rare. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, it's just—it's really like, what do you do, man? This yeah. is not a this this part of the country and that part of the country don't get to play each other that frequently. Yeah, and like you know, in years past, the when when the Dodgers have knocked the Braves out, of course, I pull for the Dodgers the rest of the way. Well, yeah, you got to root for the team that beats you, unless they're the Yankees. Well, sure, yeah. Then you root for whoever is playing the Yankees. Aby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I did not oh. expect to be talking about baseball when there's baseball. That's right. <laughs> you know what they don't have? The Braves will never hit. Oh, they just got another run, though. The Braves okay. will never a hit a pentaslam. I can pretty much guarantee that that will never happen in baseball. But it does happen it's been in how- baseball. Yeah, it does. Due to... Okay, baseball is this game about... Um, Vaguely about baseball, kind of, but also hell and evil peanut gods and squids and 
um, blood. Uh, look, and... Lovecraft, <laughs> Lovecraftian like baseball. Sure, yeah. Uh, I feel like baseball is almost a MacGuffin where baseball is concerned. But there is, you have to play, though, is the problem. And sure, the game yeah. is close right. enough to baseball that the analogy is important. It's important to remind people that baseball is a fan simulator. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's not a game simulator. Because yeah, things, because it's, it's too, I mean, it's not too statistically oriented, but like the computer does run the statistics to try and map out what's happening in the games. Randry does have There is a society for internet baseball research that is it tracks like all the advanced baseball stats for all the players oh my gosh <laughs> you can find like obp and oh war and- yes <laughs> do we where is the okay i need to know the war of jessica telephone that's what i need to know uh um it's hard to know because it like there aren't a lot of seasons so like war doesn't work quite good yet okay uh, and also, like players don't change enough to like know like how much how better is one specific player versus another because okay. there isn't like anyway you don't have a hundred years of statistics. Sure. Anyway, the point is because of a curse cast by the peanut god and a blessing that happened last week uh, in the finals of the internet season nine, uh, there are now a, a lot of teams have to play with the fifth base, so it means they have to do four bases and then home. A Whereas lot of teams, team, right? It's like almost all. It's, the it's teams. almost every team except for one division. One division plays normal baseball, and the other, the not anyone not in that division plays five bases. So how do they play when they play each other outside the division? The one team gets four, and the other one gets five. Wow. It's totally unfair. That's not cool, man. Like you got to play with the home team's rules. That's how baseball works. Nope. <laughs> it's totally insane, and. uh so today in baseball, someone loaded all four bases and then hit a home run, <laughs> causing Pent- a penta slam. Penta slam. That's the best uh, name for a home run. I thought it was very good, and then someone on the internet told me that this is a thing from like League of Legends, and I was like, "All right, oh. penta thing is a thing in League of Legends, but also that's great. It's a great name. Sure, I <laughs> so guess I like, you know." I feel like we should borrow it for regular baseball. Forget Grand Slam. They are now Quadra Slams. Quadra know, Slam. Right? It sounds yes. better. Yes. Way better. That is a great name. I'm Grand Slam sounds so old-fashioned. It does. It's kind of quaint, right? And in 2020, we need we need something like more aggressive. Quadra Slam. Can the triple play be the ultra kill? <laughs> it could be the, the like the ultra ultra out. Ultra out. Running Riot. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the Running Riot is two stolen bases. Someone Bla- stole fourth place. Oh, no. Stealing home could be a Running Riot. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, there was a literal JRPG boss fight at the end of season nine. So I'm pretty interested to see what's going to happen in season 10. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, they literally, boy. the peanut god ascended and stole a bunch of players. And then they like straight up health bars appeared on the teams <laughs> and they played baseball for like, you know, I don't know, a while, basically like depleting each other's health bars. It was very silly. I don't think that happens again. At least not. Who knows, man? Soon. It was just so Who weird. Who knows? Yeah. So, Who knows? Anyway. It's kind of one of those things where you sad your team didn't win, but then 
like bad things could now happen to your team for winning, which yeah, they the, didn't before. The team that fought the peanut god is cursed, so you know. Yeah. And then I say that, but that team is doing very well so far this season. Oh, so really? Really? Tigers are in it, but they're in it every season, and then they seem to struggle. I don't get it. I have a lot of opinions about the problems with the Tigers, and, you know. We always start the season at, like, 500, and then they take off. I don't get if that's, like, statistics just working that way or what the deal is. Who knows, man. But five bases, well, that can't be helping. Nope, it cannot. Oh, boy. Okay, well, in 2020, we have the uh, Quadra Slam. What do we have in 20020? How do you say this? 20020? 2020? I think I've been saying it 20020. 20020. That's definitely... So, like, okay, this is a good question, Michael, because the this is the sequel to 17776. Which is exactly how I said that one. Right. But then this one is now 20,020, but it's like 20020. Maybe the context That's, of what this ooh. is about will help us decide. How about, JJ, how about we call it 20 aught 20? 20 aught 20? Sounds all right. Anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll come up with it. Michael, tell us what this is. So. It's a sequel to something. What is it? Yes, it is a sequel to something. Um, but but on its own, you don't, you don't necessarily need to have interacted with 17776 to appreciate what this is. So the premise is that the year is 20,020. And three ancient satellites have come back online from long periods of hibernation and are checking in with each other. And they are... Um, the Jupiter uh, something icy moon explorer. Yeah, the Jupiter... Yeah, Jupiter icy explorer, a.k.a. Juice. Yes. Okay, wait, and then... So this um, is presented in like a video or text? Or what are we... What so are we it is... It's oh, okay. mostly text. Okay. It's like a story. And it is presented as a text conversation. Okay. So we're talking about a story between these satellites or something like that. I think you cannot... There is a lot of text, but also there is the video, and you kind of have to do both. Yes, you do have to be able to watch the video, um, because at the end of each segment, the video is a continuation of the conversation. So this is kind of like an all-AR-type game thing it's it's mixed media mixed media i mean it is a entertainment yeah it it is a from the mind of john boyce a sports writer for sb nation i I make sports in like very loose quotes okay uh he has done if you remember the breaking madden series of articles that was him uh, he also did like a gigantic uh, documentary YouTube series called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness. Oh, I've about seen MMA. Mm-hmm. He also did one about the history of the Seattle Mariners and how they're an extremely weird team. Um, and he's done a ton of stuff over the years, including 17776, which is about football in the year 17,776. Okay. Um, All right, Michael, bring us back to 20-20. All right, so 
humanity has created nanobots, which basically keep anyone from dying, right? So you now live for eternity. And the question sort of becomes with that much time, what do people do as sporting entertainment? How has football evolved in all of this time? And so you learn that one of the three satellites has created a riff on college football and is acting as the commissioner of this new league. Hmm. And so the basic gist of the game that he came up with is every participating college football team, of which there are 111, is given a football. And the objective is for one team to wind up with all 111 footballs. On their field. On their own field. Now, fields have been redefined such that your field is exactly the width of a standard college football field. And as long as possible in either direction until it runs into an ocean or an international border. <laughs> so you are allowed to you are you are allowed to be on the field of any team but you cannot leave a field for more than five seconds, I think is what it starts at, before you yes. are banned from the game for life. Okay. Do they have and a map? Team... Yes. So yes, but it doesn't map. help you. I would just like to see. <laughs> yes. There's, there, there are maps. There is a map showing the U.S. crisscrossed by 111 different lines. And the thing is, the fields are laid out in the direction that the stadium lays the field out. So if this stadium happens to be facing north-south, the field is going north-south. If the stadium is just off kilter a little bit because of roads or whatever nearby, well, now it's at an angle going, you know, kind of north-ish, south-ish. <laughs> or if it's east-west, you know, then it goes that way and crisscrosses a lot of the country. But, like, it's, it is wild-looking. Wow. <laughs> the way these things intersect. Yep. So that's that's the basic premise of the game. Um, each team has a hundred and twenty-five members, I believe it is. Yes, because some of these fields are like miles and miles and miles long, like hundreds of miles. Right. So there are there are just roving bands of teams, sometimes carrying a football, sometimes not. And if your if your team runs into another team that is carrying a football, you can call them out. And then you have to line up college football style and play four downs. Okay. But there is no limit to the number of people that can line up on either side. There is no end to the fields, obviously. So the two teams could meet at the 490,000 yard line. But it, there's no touchdowns or anything, right? So what's the point of no, lining up the, and playing four downs? The point is to cause a turnover and to get, cause a turnover. get the ball. Oh, okay. Because then you have the ball, right? And you could take off running the other direction back to your field. But can't they just challenge you to play four more downs? Well, you just got past them and you're running, right? Hmm. Like the, you, you know, the, yeah, if, if they turn the ball over to you, right, they can just turn around and challenge you to play four more downs again. But if you get one play past them... Mm -hmm. Your guy is in the open field for 10,000 yards <laughs> and it's just charging, you know, are you allowed to put the ball in a golf cart? 
No, no vehicles that you can steer. Correct. No vehicles so you can steer. So like so, well, so the, there are some places where the fields cross water and stuff, and you're allowed to use like a canoe, but nothing with an engine. Okay. You, know, you can't. You can't actively be trying. Like you have to be able to get you know across the water, right? Like they don't make you walk on the floor of the, the lakes and deep rivers and stuff. Got it. But you can't use a car. You know, you can't just like throw it in your golf cart and drive it down or whatever. And also, it goes across the wilderness like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, especially out west, there's a lot of just empty space. No kidding. Are there are there any football fields in this that didn't end up intersecting another one? <laughs> mm, Andrew it, asking intelligent questions. It is funny that you ask that question, Andrew, because the the two main characters that are being fo- whose progress is being followed by the three satellites are two players from San Diego State. And San Diego State's football field is the only one besides Hawaii that does not intersect with another field. San Diego State and Hawaii. So how do well, I don't Hawaii, think Hawaii wound up playing. Hawaii but, decided not to participate when they started drawing out the rules and said they wouldn't cross water. <laughs> Okay, good for Hawaii. International. New to Hawaii. Oh, good point. Because Hawaii was arguing that they should be able to put the balls on planes and like air travel and stuff. And then the commissioner was like, no, no. And so then Hawaii decided to drop out. But San Diego State didn't. And there is a, I don't know what this thing is. There is a contingency rule that was created specifically for San Diego State. Okay. So for every year that you are an active member of a team, you get one extra second of what they call OBT out of bounds time. Okay. So the nearest the nearest field to San Diego State is about 5 miles away. And so to be able to play they have to San Diego State players have to accrue enough time to be able to run the five miles between their field and the next closest field at the nearest point without running out of out of bounds time. And then re accrue the time to be able to get back. Oh man. Do they so okay. and because you know, because people are immortal and the nanobots preserve buildings and all this stuff, there's like no threat of anything going wrong you basically can't die like there's no new people being born everything is just yeah, I was wondering about that time. like like the, there's no babies in this world it's explained it's explained oh it Don't is worry about it yeah they 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 explain all that and so no one can die the reason everyone is playing games all the time is because they have nothing else to do so waiting 300 years or whatever to accrue enough out of bounds time to run five miles is something that you can do, you know, but yeah, obviously it takes you what, sure. how, yeah. how, you know, how, what's the fastest you could run a mile, you know, what's the fastest that you could run five consecutive miles. Even if you ran a mile at four, like under four minutes, right? Say you're like pretty quick. If you, if you, this is, if this is, you've been training 300 years to run a mile and you could run it in three minutes, it'd take you 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. They I think in the story they ran there is at just under four minute mile pace. Right. 
And so you're talking four, five consecutive four minute miles. And that takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years to get enough of that time, right? That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive that you so thought it, of all this stuff. Anyway, so the, and then the story has all this crazy, like these crazy connections and wild stuff that happens. It's it's very cool. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I am uh, pretty partial to the red satellite, Michael, whose name I don't know. Uh, the red one is nine. OK, the red one is Pioneer nine then. Yes. It's, so the other two satellites are Pioneer nine and Pioneer ten. Ten is the other one. OK, I yeah. didn't know who ten was. Yep. And they uh, they've each got their personalities, too, which is fun. It's very good. Um, and we mentioned it's a sequel. The previous one, 17776, is also wild and weird um, about a crazy kind of football thing. Um, starring the satellites again also. Um, but not quite this weird. <laughs> yeah. This, like one, this one outdoes it in some ways. This one, today's today's episode, so there have been seven uh seven like they're they're kind of like journal entries uh so far and there are another five i think i think the last one's next friday uh so every monday wednesday friday they come out uh and today's definitely they've outdone themselves i mean are any of the teams close to winning is that why we're watching no absolutely not no okay but there is there is our epic shenanigans going on yes huh yes and okay. the and because of the way the rules are structured in this game and the fields are so big and all this stuff there's like there's no like scoreboard that's easily accessible to all the teams <laughs> nobody knows oh, we should we should talk about the scoreboard and the way it works though yeah because it makes why this like why the game is the way it is makes more sense when you understand how what the teams can see right Right. So there's a there's not a scoreboard, but there is a leaderboard that shows the top 25 and then all the rest of the teams. And as a team, the only things that you have access to are the the ranked order of the teams. Okay. And how many footballs your team has. You don't know how much the other teams have. That's fine. Right. And and not just has, but has anywhere on their field. Jeez. And so, you know, a having a bunch of football, if you know your team has three, right? You know, presumably because you're on the team, someone has told you where they are. So you know that. But you see your your ranking go up. Oh, well, someone carrying a football has crossed into your field. Or you see it go down, you know, oh, someone took one of our footballs. Yep. But you don't know until they leave your field. <laughs> right? Because if they're carrying your football on your field, it still looks like you have the same number, right? Right. Yeah. So, but you can, if you're, if so you're this, clever, you, and you can also watch the scoreboard to get an idea of where a team is moving a football. Because if you see a football go from the, you know, the, Stanford field onto the Oregon field and then onto the Boise State field, you have the map of the intersections. And so you can trace out exactly where those meeting points are. And so you can start to follow a team. 
or more specifically follow a football. I think what's happening here is that they're heading this way and move your team to that intersection and meet them, right? I think John Boyce has made the point, though, that this is a game designed to go on forever. I mean, are the rules that they have to have every, all of the 115 footballs or whatever, Michael? Yes, you have to get all 111 on your field at one time for the game to end. Okay, so then yes, because I think it must be impossible because I think there's way less than 111 footballs on the leaderboard. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Well, good on them for trying it out. And I'm glad to hear it's as entertaining as, uh, as it was before when they tried this before. You should read and watch it because it is both very funny and entertaining. Yes. It has been supremely entertaining. Well, by two 20 ought 20, they probably have developed time travel, do you think? Uh, not, not in this universe. Yeah, no. and I think they actually make a joke about that. Oh, okay. Well, in the 1980s, they loved time travel, so let's take a time travel back for a second. Are you guys with me? Cool. Do you want to jump in yeah. the, the long-ago machine? Let's from, hop in this DeLorean, yeah. Hop in a DeLorean and, and go backwards? Uh... Do you guys like karate? I mean, I don't hate it. I don't know. <laughs> Netflix bought up more, yeah. Netflix bought up a show from YouTube, which is a weird thing to say. Netflix bought a show from YouTube. <laughs> of Karate, guys. Cobra Kai. Mm. Do you know what this is? Taking it back to my childhood. I know, right? I know. The nostalgia trip was short, but the show was good. I don't know what to say. I binged this entire show. They had two seasons of it, I guess, on on YouTube Red. Their uh, what is the premium platform? I guess you would call it, where you had to pay money. Yeah, mm-hmm. to watch subscription thing. Yeah, watch YouTube, which I don't think went over well for some reason. Who could say? Who could say why? Um, but the smart people over at YouTube were probably paying attention and decided, hey, this show's pretty good over there, and they, it's not doing well. What if we grabbed it and put it on our platform and it jumped to number one instantaneously uh, and immediately got renewed for a new season? So what what is this show about for people who aren't following what okay. we're talking about here? The Karate Kid from 1980. Oh, you mean Mr. Miyagi and Daniel-san? Mr. Yeah, wax on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi and Daniel-san. Daniel-san, in the finale of that show, uh, goes to a tournament to best his rivals at the Cobra Kai dojo, who have been harassing him all film. Right. Uh, Though if you watch this movie, or show, I guess, it's possible that in other people's heads, they view Daniel as the aggressor in these situations. (laughs) Because we all live our own reality, right? And uh, and it's certainly easy 
to see how people could come up with uh, their own ideas. So uh, Zabka, I think William Zabka, Billy Zabka, comes yeah. back to play. Um, God, what's his character's name? The the blonde kid from the movie. Uh, uh, the Cobra Kai kid. The Got Cobra it. Kai kid. Um, God, my brain. It's been a week or two since I've watched this. So it's uh, Johnny. Johnny Lawrence is the name of that kid in that movie. So imagine, I guess, the story here is Johnny Lawrence is down and out because his entire life hinged on him winning that tournament against <laughs> against Ralph Macchio. Oh. Somehow his entire life hinged on a adolescent, if adolescent, karate tournament. It's they sell it really well as he plenty is only a people peak in high school on this exact theory yeah. of like he peaked, that was it. He didn't have any aspirations. He's like a down and out Mister Fix It kind of guy who's drunk all the time, has no prospects. Uh. They bring back Ralph Macchio to play um, Daniel, right? As a really successful car salesman. <laughs> he owns I mean, like, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> he's I, a car salesman. He's a, he's got like two dealerships. He's like a really successful car salesman, and it all still takes place in Reseda. <laughs> Which, for folks who don't know, is like Nowheresville, L.A. Yeah, it's North L.A. It has its own little vibe. A lot of... Uh, I don't want to call it seedier, because it's not seedy, really. But it's like, like the more... Um, like lower middle class neighborhood, right? Yeah, but... Seedy is the wrong word. It's definitely the more working class version of LA you know where yeah. where a lot of people that lived up in the hills it, it, it's a very stratified society near Reseda because there's a lot of money in LA obviously but not all of it trickles down to the valley floor which is where this is um so it's kind of cool. They actually play a little bit with the, the, the actual economics of that area. And like, it becomes a little bit more of a class thing of like who has the money and how they get treated and, um, all that kind of stuff. You find out a lot about the backstory of Johnny Lawrence in the whole thing. Um, but overall they keep like a really tight, I think tight scope on like what they want to do with this show, which was what's it going to be about? Oh, it's about this down and out Johnny Lawrence bringing back the Cobra Kai dojo. It's pretty good. It's like as much nostalgia as you really want from the whole thing while also bringing that show into the modern era. Um, it's still kind of like high school drama stuff because inevitably, uh, what happens is Johnny and Daniel both start tra- start training, you know, younger versions of themselves. 
Gotta sure. pass it on. Right, yeah. And so, the, you know, they bring in those characters, and those are main characters as well. It's not just about the two old guys, you know, because they got to do the thing to bring in the kids or whatever. Um, and there's high school drama related to that. Um, it's kind of funny. They, they invert who's being trained by whom and it, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's good. It's good that it's their parents and, oh yeah. And their kids, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, they don't ignore one aspect for the other. Uh, they do a really good job of like modernizing it. And then a really, really good job of not modernizing the music. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, he may drive a brand new Dodge Challenger, but he's still blasting Axl Rose. You know what I mean? Sounds like something the guy in Karate Kid would do. Yes. Everything about it is like, oh, this makes complete sense for what the Karate Kid was. They did a really great job, I think. And I think Ralph Macchio and um, Zabka actually wrote a lot of it, both of them. So... They're invested. Anyway, I, I got a kick out of it. It's really hard, especially in the first season, to put it down because it's really just that entertaining. The second season gets a little bit uh it gets a little bit out of control by the end in terms of what I was talking about earlier. They have a good set of sights, like of what they really want to accomplish with that show at the beginning, and then it gets a little crazy at the end of the second one. But if you saw those movies, they do the same thing. It's not uh cool not that far out of the way anyway i if you if you liked those movies you would like that show especially looking at those guys and being like oh yeah we all do get older don't we (laughs) they would they daniel son would have to grow up and do something and yeah all that stuff is great i uh I have been browsing Netflix recently looking for stuff to watch and I saw that there was a, a animated show in the vein of that Castlevania show. Dragon's Dogma? Yes. Did you try it? Not yet. I'm, I am I have gotten very close to hitting play though. I'm reticent also. I've stared at it a couple times. Uh I'm just really I mean we're all just kind of killing time. Until Mandalorian comes back at the end of the month. Getting so close. I know. It, it really is. I am excited to try it on my new much faster internet. And uh-huh. am hoping that it looks rad like I know it could. Yeah. Um, I think my two... Tier... I very much enjoyed that. And I hope that the second one is also good. Because, man, high bar. They, as far as I can tell, already had a plan for season two. So I'm sure it will be just as good. They okay. put out the schedule today. Uh, they're not doubling up on episodes this season. Good. And I don't think they're moving them to a different night. So it'll be eight week, eight Fridays in a row, starting you, the 30th. How do you guys feel about yeah. this? Because we're we're getting back to the, the thing that Netflix tried to get us away from. But now JJ and I have been watching a lot of those Star Trek things. Mm-hmm. By the way, Lower Decks, A+. Plus, uh, we'll, we'll we're going to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yep, uh, we're gonna yeah, talk about it. There will it. be a, a Star Trek pod that'll come out, and but yeah, it, Andrew and I both enjoy Lower Decks. Michael, if you have not watched Lower Decks, you should. It's that, very good. That would be okay. at the top of my list above Cobra Kai or anything else like that. If you're looking to kill time until the Mandalorian comes out, 
Um, okay. But we're getting back into this thing where like we watch a show called Long Way Up that comes out on Apple on Fridays. And if you watch Star Trek, those come out on Thursdays only. And if you're going to watch Mandalorian, those come out on Wednesdays? Fr- Friday? Fridays. Fridays. So like they're all going to start doubling up and it doesn't really matter because they're always online. But like the idea of Netflix produces a whole season and just drops the whole thing on you at once. Uh, so you can watch it at your pace or you can watch it faster versus trying to keep you subscribed for months on end because reasons. So that's the thing, right? The difference, they're doing different things. Netflix is producing content for people that are subscribed to stay subscribed for. Plays like Disney and CBS and Apple TV are, are trying to do something slightly different, which is create content that forces people to subscribe because it's coming out one week and one week and one week and one week. So you're saying because mar- the Netflix market, they think their numbers are roughly as high as they're going to get. They're just trying to keep people on all the time. The model is for Netflix, have something that for anyone who ever wants to subscribe, right? You subscribe, there's something here for you. Netflix has something that is interesting. A show about Will Smith shooting orcs, an anime about Castlevania, a you know a, a reality TV show where the floor is lava. All this random stuff Netflix has, right? Okay. Apple is just starting. They're brand new. They don't have a huge library of stuff, right? Same with CBS. These show the NBC one, the C- HBO one. CBS might as well new. be the Star Trek subscription. There's nothing else on there, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they had the um, the Twilight Zone for a while, right? Yeah. But yeah, they have yeah. nothing, right? Like, they have very few shows on there. Why do people subscribe to that thing? Because there's something coming that you want to see, and that's what they're doing with this. So if they had all of them out at once, people would subscribe, watch it for that month, drop it. And that's not what they want, right? They yeah, want it's you to... A, yeah. It's a critical mass thing. Netflix, Netflix has just so much content that they don't have to worry about you coming back week over week and running out of things to watch. It's interesting that no one seems feels like they have to compete with that style of model that they, they don't think that people will be frustrated enough to not just wait, right? Like let's say you are only subbing to Disney plus for the Mandalorian. Like you could just wait the eight weeks. And I think there will be people that will do that, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I think Disney Disney Plus is the one, the only one that maybe has the argument of being able to say, hey, we have enough content here. I think they do. But Disney also is the only knows that they are the only one who has all of Disney's stuff. And Disney, as we all have talked about, even on this podcast, is becoming a bit of a monopoly. <laughs> and they can kind of throw their weight around and say, ah, well, you want you want this from us? You have to come and back every week and watch one of these, right? And they also don't do a lot of like, you know, episodic type things. They have tons of movies and shows and stuff from the past, but they're not doing a ton of new shows right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually making an argument for for the Netflix model as much as I am saying it's very strange to be back in a world where you're like, ooh, it's Friday night, let's watch the new one, where... Whereas Netflix yeah. gave you, Netflix was the one on the internet and Netflix gave it to you and they said, 
congratulations, here's 15 hours of television. And they created this entire model. And now, as as well as Disney coming into the game and saying, hey, look, you can bundle. And <laughs> we're like talking sure. about bundles again. Uh, not only are we talking about bundles again, we're also talking about like Friday night. We can watch the new XYZ. And that's just a strange thing to me. I get why I they think- – I absolutely get, especially why CBS is doing, oh, my God, we need to keep people subscribed to, you know, because we don't have enough – and I think also a lot of them are chasing the like Game of Thrones effect where like you want to be that one show that everyone watches and then talks about the next day. So you want to make sure there's only one thing that everyone could have seen so everyone can go post a blog about it the next day and talk about how great it was. Or yeah, whatever. I guess that's a good point. You keep people talking for eight weeks about the Mandalorian versus yes. versus Netflix dropping, I don't know, some big show and people talk about it for literally two weeks straight. On the only thing you hear about on Twitter or something is that Netflix show, and then it's gone. Right. Yeah. And as a as a consumer, I do appreciate the the way that Disney Plus is handling something that is obviously uh, and always was going to be as big as The Mandalorian. In only dropping it in weekly installments, I only have to worry about seeing one episode at a time. Which is much you. easier to catch up on, mm. right? If they if Netflix drops an entire season of Stranger Things, I feel like I have to watch it right away, or I have to dance around the internet for however long it takes me to watch all the episodes and try and avoid having it spoiled for me. Yeah, good point. It does force you though to make sure you watched every week because there's no way to filter out the Stranger Things hashtags or whatever for as long as it takes to catch up on the Mandalorian versus I'm just using the Mandalorian as an example. Cause it's a sure, weekly yeah. one we all watch, but like there's, there's the, okay, it all got dropped at once. Now I won't get spoiled because it's all out and I can watch it versus uh, it's going to get spoiled if I don't keep caught up. It yeah, feels like both of them to- have a pressure in a different way. Yeah, but I, to me, it is easier to fit in one episode in a week if you than really, to yeah, binge yeah. eight episodes in yeah. a week. I mean, you can find an hour, right? Everyone can find an hour. Exactly. For the one thing you really don't want to miss out on. I get that. Yeah. I I find it strange. I, mean, I, I don't think there's a, a right answer or a yeah, wrong one. I, I, I think you're right. I think they're they're just doing different things. It's different strategies, right? Yep. And, you know, Netflix has a somewhat big foot in the streaming media world and you know they don't necessarily have to do the same things as the other ones because they have that big foothold right yeah you know i mean i've been subscribed to netflix for god knows how many years and like at this point you know i don't know what would have to happen for me to want to cancel that subscription because they keep putting stuff out like if i went a year and never watched anything on netflix I guess I would consider dropping it, right? Yeah, but you watch something on there weekly, right? Even if you don't intend to. Like less than weekly, but like certainly I watch something on there all the time. Like I'll just be bored one night and be like, "Ah, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to put on a movie or like a comedy special or whatever. And then you're like, oh yeah, Netflix has that. And then you, you know, you end up watching, you know, whatever it is. I do. You know, so it, it would be very hard for them to lose my business because of that. You know, there's always content there that I either haven't seen or didn't know about or whatever. 
I think that it make it makes a strong argument for staying subscribed to. I don't know about like CBS as much. Hulu probably if there are people on there, they probably love that service. Disney has a fair amount of stuff, especially if you haven't seen like The Simpsons or something like that. There's hundreds of hours of TV if you haven't seen stuff like that. Um but I think for like a CBS or something smaller, if you really are okay with not having to see something the minute of because of the spoilers that and and Star Trek being a little smaller, you could actually probably avoid the spoiler spoilers. Uh, I found pretty good value in the six ish months of this year that we've been subscribed to it because we've caught up on so much content. And then, you know, if we, if we, if we actually catch up ever, you know, maybe drop it for a month, come back, drop it for a month, come back, that kind of thing is more possible. And you know, like, I know it doesn't apply to you and me, Andrew, because we're not like standard TV watchers, but there's a lot of like CBS television that is on that CBS all access thing. That's true. Yep. And if you wanted to watch, you know, NCIS or whatever those other TV shows that CBS has that I don't know what they are, The Good Wife or something, I don't know. Is that even a CBS show? I have no I idea. don't know. I don't pay attention during the No. So, but no. but my point brother. is they have probably, yeah. yeah. They have all those like reality and drama and procedural kinds of shows that CBS produces, they're all on there. And so if you want to watch that stuff, you know, or you're like, you're super bored and you just want to watch some dumb reality TV, they have that. And that is a draw for some people, you know, not you and me necessarily. Yeah. For us, it's the Star Trek service, (laughs) but you know, that's what you and me are into. Um, And so that's their kind of like, you know, we have this for these people. Um, whereas their reality TV offering, not really interesting to us. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a new weird, all of a sudden, like there was a boon for, for streaming. And now we're in another one, I think another huge boom. Oh, and streaming. you can CBS sports too, which I guess like, yeah, oh, sports will not, be the next, that'll be the, like the triple, not nothing. Yeah. There once ESPN and Fox and all those guys are online fully. Man, streaming is going to have another... Almost everything ESPN does if you have the ESPN Plus thing. No. Yeah, pretty sure. The the one that comes with Disney Plus, you mean? Yeah, ESPN uh, Plus in general. Most most of that isn't like a grade A sports. You get the... Okay, so maybe I'm thinking of Watch ESPN, which is the yes. other yes. thing. Yeah, ESPN Plus is mostly a companion service to live sports. Okay, never mind. That thing is garbage. Don't watch that at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they've set it up, and they stream smaller sports that don't have exclusivity TV deals. But right now, they're all, I'm sure, fervently arguing over the rights for streaming, and none of those deals have been put in place, so... You know, Monday Night Football, not not online yet. I will say, though, um, speaking of football, Thursday Night Football is being streamed on Twitch this season. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and okay. that thing bounces around uh, every season. I never know where it is anymore. Not wrong. It is extremely difficult to find. <laughs> uh, so this season it's on Twitch, um, which I guess then is like some extension of Amazon, right? Because Twitch owns Amazon or Amazon right. owns Twitch. Yep. But there are a bunch of people restreaming it and talking over it and doing like there's some kind of Twitch NFL extension or whatever that is doing like prop bets every drive or something essentially. 
and the various streamers are like getting ranked on how they're doing. Interesting. Hmm. And so like as the chat of the streamer, you can vote and then, you know, the chat's points plus the streamer's points combine for their point total or whatever. Um, I watched the game last week that way. It was fun. Um, you know, you're, it's going to be how much do you like the streamer that you're watching because it's really them, right? And they're just restreaming the NFL broadcast. Can you just watch the straight NFL broadcast through Twitch? Yes. Okay. Yes, that is there also. Right. I'm like, I don't um, really want to see Ninja yeah, you, you don't get to play my game. You don't get to play the like fun game or whatever, but like, yeah, it is. You could just watch the NFL broadcast if you want. But Ninja since, like, presents you know, the, comment- the Detroit Lions versus. Right. I was going to say the problem is the Thursday night games are extremely bad generally. Yeah. So well, this season now, JJ, there's, there's a football game on every night of the week. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon. Right. Uh, there's a Tuesday game this week. Jeez. I, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way. There's no way that this holds up the whole season. It's going to, Eventually they have moved, to give. Something's going to have to give. They're limping along already. They moved eight games last week. Throughout the season. Not you know, just next look, games from last week. All, all I can season. say is at this point in the season, you're five weeks in, and ESPN has ranked the top ten teams most likely to reach the Super Bowl, and the Browns are in there. They scored that a kind lot of, of points last week, man. I, I understand. I'm just saying it's that type of season. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it really is, man. It's been pretty wild out there. All right. Well, JJ. Hello. Are you streaming on Twitch? Your new game? No. No, God, no. No. I'm no? T- I'm terrible at this game. Oh, no one wants to watch that. <laughs> well, we could do that and the football game at the same time. Maybe then people would watch. Prop bets. Prop bets on your run. That probably is an uh, extension that people could make. Certainly someone could make it, um, but I don't know that you would have enough time to vote before I died uh, in a lot of cases <laughs> or gave up because I took like five damage on the first, you know, level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing Spelunky 2, which um, it's the it second sounds, Spelunky. Sounds like what it is, right? It's the sequel to Spelunky. Um, a rogue-like? Yep. Roguish? Yeah. Uh, it has a lot of the roguelike um, things. There's very little things that you carry over from run to run. Nearly nothing other than your knowledge. That's a good thing. Uh, and yeah, you just die a lot really quick. It's super easy, man. Um, these friggin' moles, let me tell you about them, okay? <laughs> uh, the first zone when you start is, uh, you know, you're like a little adventurer guy. You got a whip. You have you can throw ropes and you can Don't throw you bombs. Have, do you have a shovel or is that SteamWorld? Dig. Uh, you can you can Shoveling. find a you can find a pickaxe, but no, you don't. Oh, have it's a pickaxe. That's what it is. Splunky's the pickaxe guy, not the shovel guy. You can pick up a pickaxe. You don't start with one. Okay. Um. But yeah, uh, the first level is like a kind of a cave area. There's like you know, cavemen wandering around and like bats and snakes and these moles that burrow under the ground and then come up. Uh, you know, and, and attack you or whatever, and then burrow back down. The thing is, is that, you know, as you, you know, you proceed from the level where you enter, you have to find the exit, which is, you know, nominally below you somewhere. 
but the moles go through the ground, including out the what is you know what was the floor becomes the top of like the next layer down as you sort of you know move down the screen. Uh, and then the moles fall out of the sky onto the new ground <laughs> and are, you know, there in your face again. It becomes very easy to lose track of where the moles are when you have, like, arrow traps shooting out from you, spikes in the walls, and, you know, a, a lizard balling up and rolling across the field that, you, that you're trying to avoid. It's a real problem, man. Sounds fun. <laughs> I'm into uh, it. It is fun. It is pretty fun. I uh, It is one of those games where, like, every time you die, you're like... I can't believe I just died to that. And it's some new ridiculous reason every single time. Do you like, not oh, have I a did. lot of like health and stuff? So it, one of the things happens and it's unexpected. You're just dead. You start with four hearts. Uh, you get hit by a snake. That's one. You get hit by an arrow from an arrow trap. That's two. Fall on the spikes. You're dead instantly. From like... Uh if you ha- and if you gain hearts, there are ways to gain hearts. Sure. And you fall on the spikes, you are still dead instantly. Unforgiving. You fall, you fall in the lava, you are dead. Um. Yeah. So it, it is very unforgiving. You know, and like four hearts is not that many. When I just said you can hit a spike trap and lose half your life, right? Right. So you know, it is a um, pretty brutal, pretty brutal, um. But, brutal you know, in a fun way, stuff. though? Br- brutal like you feel like you get better each run or brutal like, oh, man, I hope I get lucky this time around? I mean, of course, there is some element of luck, right? Of course, you can sure. go through Always, and find yeah. these chests. There are shops where you can you know, spend the gold that you've picked up to buy various items, and the items are randomly generated in those shops. Sometimes they have ridiculously cool things like jetpacks and shotguns, and other times they have really lame things like a boomerang, a bundle of ropes, um, or a compass. Okay. And, you know, hey, look, you know what? The compass is pretty good. I like the compass. It shows you where it points on the side of your screen to where the exit is. So you know, hey, I need to go over there and not over this way. Is this That's a game? Helpful. Is this a game with like a huge story or, or, no, not really. or more of a just like, let's see how far I can get. There's not really an ending. Uh, there is an ending, um, but it is like, I have not gotten nearly far enough to find the ending. Okay. Uh, in in the original game, Spelunky HD, uh, there is there are four worlds and a fifth secret world. So it would go one 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 two one three one four, and then two one two 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 three, and so on until you get to four four, and then you either beat the game or have done this secret series of events to allow you to access world five one, and then there's a secret boss at five four, uh, that if you beat is also the credits right. Right. Spelunky 2 has similar kinds of things in that there's a whole bunch of weird, mysterious things you can do. And this game goes to World 7. But you don't necessarily always go like, you know, 3-1, Sometimes you go 3-1, Or, you know, the, there's places to skip around and stuff like this. Cool. Okay. So... Like, you know, yeah, the last world is world seven, but you're not always doing every world in between seven. Um, I have not personally gotten past world four. Nice. So that tells you anything. No, I mean, it tells me that you've got to kind of understand what your limits are a little bit better than some other of these games. 
it really does become a lot about like doing a run, you know, seeing something you've never seen before happen to you, kill you. Right. Uh-huh. And then going, okay, why did I just die? All right. I died because I threw this bomb and it bounced off a thing that I didn't know was supposed to be a trap and it launched the bomb back at me and it blew up. All right. <laughs> so when I'm here next time, I know I can't throw it at this thing because it's going to bounce off. You're going to have to start keeping a notebook. Uh, uh, there is a very handy journal in, ah, in, there you uh, go. in the game that you can fill in. And if when you encounter a trap or a uh, an item or an enemy for the first time, it'll show up in your journal. And there'll be a little thing to say, hey, journal updated. And you can read about it. And you can go back and find out how many times that trap has killed you or how many times you've killed that enemy or met this person or whatever. Reminds me of the days uh, when you had you got like a little notepad with your game so you could remember stuff. Yeah. The, the problem with down that, that like, code, little, that door code. The, the little notepad is not so helpful here because the level layouts are randomly generated every time. Oh, okay. So, so you, just, you come in, come into the level and it's kind of like, I don't really know where I need to go. I just know I need to get to the exit, but you don't necessarily have an idea where that is. Got it. Got it. Um, and so, you know, maybe the jetpack is like a great thing here. Or maybe it's not because you got the level that is like really horizontal back and forth and not really so much up and down. Cool. Although I will argue you probably want it because it's really good later on. Yeah. I mean, keep yeah. the jetpack, right? Like yeah. just because you, you can't use it right now. But, you know, there are some changes. The jetpack was like unbelievably amazing in Spelunky 1. However, in Spelunky 2, the items that you put on your back, like the jetpack or the hover pack or the weapon power pack, but the teleporter backpack can explode, which is not something they could do in the first game. So like if I you think... get hit with an arrow into your jetpack, it can explode, which then super kills you. Yeah. I think though that it's one of those things that you have to learn about roguelikes, which like FTL you have to learn. There's no way to beat the final boss. If I don't try to get these types of weapons or I don't build my build to have this much shields, Certainly. And so, like, sometimes in this game, I'm going to take extra damage or be underpowered or have to really focus on, you know, this repelling borders by hand or whatever, because if I don't do this now, I'm going to lose. So, like, yeah, you have to take the jetpack, even though it might explode, because it probably saves you two or three levels. But what do you do if the jetpack, you can't afford the jetpack in the store, Andrew? Um, Sell your pickaxe. I... Yeah, he's get, not buying. Get man. good. <laughs> the jetpack is twenty two thousand, and you have five thousand. What are you going to do? Hope, hope the next shop has missiles. No, you're going to rob that shopkeeper and steal it. <laughs> Whoa! What? You can do that? Absolutely, you can do that, and you can do it in the first game too. Uh, the shopkeepers, as you can imagine, don't feel too kindly no, to you stealing from them. Probably not. Um, and all the shopkeepers have shotguns. Oh. And, and long <laughs> memories. Uh, they will eventually forgive you if you uh, make it through enough levels it, without killing them. I don't know how many levels it is. It's only happened to me once. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, killing them obviously has like an adverse effect on their ability to forgive you, right? If you just start murdering them every time you see them. Do they call each oh. other? So if you see another shop, you got to dodge that one too? Uh, if you see a shopkeeper and you steal from him, right? Even yeah. if you don't kill him, there's a shopkeeper waiting for you at the end of every level oh <laughs> my. until you're forgiven. Oh my. Uh, also, yes, the other shopkeepers will continue to be mad at you along the way. Wow. Nice. So 
Uh, but you know, hey, you stole that jetpack and then whatever other sweet stuff you got out of the shop before he killed you, right? <laughs> nice. The game is is really cool, and uh, the art style I kind of didn't like it at first, but now the more I've played it, I really think it's it's a nice upgrade from Spelunky One. Uh, and there really is just so much weird, just like bizarre stuff. You can get an eggplant. I have no idea what you do with the eggplant, but it's there. <laughs> Uh, you can get a bow. I don't know what the bow does, like bow and arrow bow. I don't, I don't know what that's for, but it's special and hidden in a really weird way, which makes me think it must be for something. Hmm. And you keep it's, these types of weird things, eggplant. The... Uh, I mean, you can only carry one thing at a time, so you, but can you don't keep, keep it. it between runs or anything like that. So... Oh, absolutely not. You yeah. keep nothing between runs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna have to wait for one of those facts to show up that tells you everything. Or just watch speedrunners that are like really good at the game online and, and see what it does. True that. But yeah, it, you know, if you want to get there, it's going to take you a bunch of time. Well, uh, if others... Like it's going to take me. Yeah. If others want to get there, I guess they could email us. We're probably not the ones... We could direct you in the right direction. Certainly. From where? Uh, you could send those emails to podcast at weweregamers.com. Our email address, please. Uh, talk to us about Spelunky or about why you're excited for the Mandalorian season two. Cause I know all of us on here are tell us, uh, tell us what you're going to buy a prime day. Prime what you day. bought at prime day. That's Is coming tomorrow. Up. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It'll be, okay. uh, it'll be happening. Hooray. So. Capitalism. Woo. Yay. Um, you know, so t- tell us that, uh, you know, Hey, we're on there. You can find us on YouTube. If you search for, we were gamers on there, uh, subscribe and, and follow our channel. That would help us out a ton. Sure. You can also uh, find us on your favorite podcasting thing of choice, whether that's Google or Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever. Hey, uh, that Five Guys Oreo shake, pretty good. Okay. You can request it double stuffed, which means they add, add more cream flavor or something. Andy, I I just heard from the Blazeball people. They're actually going by six guys now. Oh, right. (laughs) I actually don't want double stuff, though. Right? I want the Oreo part of the Oreos, not the cream part. Uh, you know, it depends. If there's it too much Oreo, it. it just becomes kind of like a chalky thing. Certainly. Yeah, you got to strike a balance. Yeah. So, Certainly. And, and that's why you put some Oreos with your milkshake, not, you know, you don't just eat a bag of Oreos. Sure. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about this, Michael? What? The stat? You sent the picture of them missing the field goal? Yeah. The stat. The Chargers are now 12-1 and when their quarterback throws four touchdowns and no interceptions because of this game. But it's just... uh, That's just such a Chargers way to lose. such a Chargers way to lose. You know, uh, it is, but I had my pick on the Saints this week, so I'm fine with it. I did as well. Oh, he also now uh, leads... He is untied and is the, now the leader over Tom Brady for overtime wins because of that game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All cool. Right, I'm, I'm all for taking records away from Brady. 
Yeah, suck it, Brady. All right. Later, guys. Later. Peace.